guys, what's up? It's Caroline with the As Always podcast. Here we are at week five. This is the very last episode of this series, which is kind of crazy for me at least. Um, starting this whole journey has been super great and super crazy to just see how far it's reached people and the response it's gotten and how close it's connected me with people that I never even knew, knew that I existed. So that's been kind of crazy, but just wanted to thank you guys up front for listening. And if you're new, and you're catching up later on, or this is your first episode, just thank you for listening in general. It's really a blessing to be able to have the time and the ability to do this. It took a lot of confidence. It took a lot of patience for me personally, but again, just super thankful. But as always, we're just going to jump right in. See what I did there? Anyways, that was lame. (laughs) But we're going to jump right in with this week's topic So we're going to be talking about blasphemy and patience this week. And if you've been listening, you know that we typically tend to focus on the more positive aspect out of the two that we're discussing. So if you're new, I'm going to give you a little background. So we're talking about some different qualities that when Paul talked to the Colossians in Colossians 3, that he said were basically good and bad for your faith. So in this instance, blasphemy is bad for your faith and patience is good and helps your faith blossom so if you don't know what blasphemy is I always I don't know why I thought about blasphemy in this like dramatic way which like it is it's it's important um but I always okay this is kind of weird when I think of blasphemy in my mind I think of like this like a Shakespearean actor saying it in a British accent and I just always think about you know lies and deceit And things like that. But of course I look up the actual definition. Because I do that every time. But the actual definition of blasphemy. Is the act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously about God. Or you know sacred things. Profane talk. um, Things like that. Just kind of. Having a lack of reverence for the Lord. And saying things against him. Now. I want to kind of like not turn this and, you know, change the definition of blasphemy, but how we're going to talk about it today is I want to talk about how our our actions can be blasphemous and how we can kind of distrust the Lord and go against what he says in our own ways because that's very common. And that paired with patience for me personally was kind of interesting because if you've been listening, then you know that I always compare my life circumstances to our topics that we talk about every week. So if you're new, you will be learning a lot about me. I am an oversharer. If you know me in person, you know that I will talk to anyone about anything all the time, for the most part. So why would I be any different (laughs) right now? But when I first started thinking about this topic to talk about this week, I genuinely was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, I know that I'm, I have to be blasphemous in some way. Um, there's no one that's perfect on this planet. I have to do it in some way, shape, or form. I just don't know what that looks like for me personally. And I was thinking about patience, and I was like, I'm, like, generally a pretty patient person, honestly. I've been told over the years that I'm patient, but then I came to the realization that I haven't been told that (laughs) very recently. If anything, I've been told the opposite, that I'm not very patient. and then it kind of clicked for me and I was like oh well going from that change from being a super patient person to a not very patient person 
there's got to be some, you know, blasphemous meaning behind that because in some way, shape, or form, that's me going against the Lord and not trusting him and going against him and, you know, his path through my life. And if you hear little noises, it's because I'm drinking water because I have allergies. So please excuse that. Also, if you didn't know, when I post these podcasts, I don't edit them at all. I, I edit a little bit at the beginning and in the end, you know, to add cute little music. But I don't edit any of the way, like the way that I speak. I don't take out any of my stutters or basically the imperfections in the way that I speak because I think it's super important for this to feel more of like a conversation than just me talking to y'all, if that makes sense. And I'm not the best speaker. I know we are like, you literally have a podcast. Why would you say that? But I'm not. I stutter a lot. I talk really fast. I jumble up my words. I combine words. I forget words. I pause. But at the same time, I also talk a lot. So it just works out in a little happy mess. But I just want to say that because I don't think I've said that on any of the episodes so far. So if you didn't know that, now you know. But yeah. So going back to what I was saying that realizing that I've had this personal transition from being a super patient person to a not so patient person. I'm not saying that I'm not patient at all. I'm pretty, I still consider myself a pretty patient person. However, I'm not so patient with myself and I'm more patient with others. I think I just have talked about multiple times before how it's scary going into the world after college and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm not patient with myself because I'm like, you need to figure this out like right now. Like you got to know what's going on. Like we need a plan because I'm a planner and I'm also trying to work on that because not having a plan makes me anxious. But I need to uh, be okay with the fact that the Lord's not going to reveal everything to me up front. Why would he do that? That's not exciting in any way and that doesn't help me grow in my faith. So of course the Lord's going to have me wait, which is fine. You know, I got to get used to that. We all do. But my shift in patience personally has, how I've seen it unfold, has been through lack of faith in myself and others and in the Lord over the years. And I think that's super important to talk about because if you are lukewarm in your faith, I've talked about this a couple times, kind of in kind of out don't really know where you stand in your faith if you're just kind of like a low spell with the lord and it used to be super on fire for the lord and now you're just kind of stuck and you don't know what to do you don't know what shifted what changed you know you might have lost a little bit of faith in what the lord has for your life i know for myself that's happened plenty of times so i kind of want to focus on that today so instead of focusing on blasphemy but it's still important to understand that it is blasphemous to be against the Lord and not trusting his will because he says, you know, in the Bible, like he knows your will and he will lead you and he has a plan for your life. And there's a purpose behind that. And it, it is it is insulting to the Lord to be like, you know what, I don't trust you and I'm going to do this on my own. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it, it is true. I mean, I think that constantly. I constantly am thinking like, you know what, you don't know better for me. I know it's better for me. This isn't working out me right now so like why can't I just change it like you're not going to change it but also I don't know what he's doing with my life um and I really liked I didn't like this definition but when I read this other definition that I found that just said that blasphemy is the act of insulting or showing contempt or lack of reverence for God (laughs) like 
I, it made me think of how much I do that in my life. And we don't, I don't think we would consider it insulting or showing contempt or lack of reverence. I don't think those words are commonly in our vocabulary every day. And we're going to think those things to ourselves. But it is true. You know, lacking faith, lacking in trust, sin in general is lack of reverence for the Lord because, of course, we're never going to be perfect. He knows we're going to sin. But still, there's no possible way for us to not be blasphemous. Like, we're not perfect. We never are going to be perfect. So just being aware that the little tiny things that we don't do or we do on our own every day without considering or revering in the Lord is blasphemous. That was kind of a slap in the face to me, at least. Like, I was like, oh, hmm. I didn't think that I was blasphemous for constantly wanting a plan in my life. And I think we can all agree that, you know, constantly wanting to have control, the Lord's going to be like, oh, nope, we're going to flip that around and not give you any. Because, you know, at least in my life, I, I think God does have a sense of humor. Um, anyways, so I don't want to talk about specific examples that I've seen in my life where I've seen that shift from having a lot of patience and faith in others and in the Lord to where I don't have as much anymore. So I'm going to start kind of just relationally. I've noticed over the years that my patience with others and faith in relationships has gone on a steady decline. If you know me or you've listened to my podcast before, I'm very open and honest about my relationships. I was in a very bad toxic relationship in high school. And that, at that point, just created this steady incline or decline, excuse me, of just my faith and my trust in others. And that really just results in how I treated people in general. So I didn't have any like good steady friendships that kind of all began to fall off fall off because of that relationship so getting out of that relationship I really just trusted nobody had nobody to kind of help me grow or get better you know of course my parents tried to help but I had to learn to do that on my own and then you know you try to create new friendships new relationships but you have that little little stone in your heart that is blocking other love from getting in you can't fill your heart completely because you're like nope I don't trust you and then slowly but surely you keep having these bad experiences throughout relationships and your patience for (laughs) things for disrespect or things like that in your life just becomes very short and then that just creates you to become a very short and impatient person I've seen that mostly in my dating life because I don't put up with a lot very easily. I it, it's funny because it's it doesn't make sense to what I'm about to say. But I'm very patient and I honestly give people way too many chances when it comes to like a dating relationship. I am really short and like <laughs> refuse to let some things like slide and I will cut things off very quickly, but at the same time I will also give way too many chances. So that doesn't make much sense, but at the same time, it's all about how the relationship is approached. And I've seen myself do this not only in dating relationships, but also relationships with friends. Um, up front, I'm like super open and super willing to just, you know, dive all in and get to know the person, spend a lot of time with them, do whatever I can to make them happy. And that just blinds me from 
seeing how I'm being treated and how that's not a 50-50 relationship. Most of the time it's 80-20. And then you don't realize it until it's too late. And then you get hurt and you're like, oh, well, that sucks. But then I just get impatient. And I at that point, I've been ignoring it for so long where I'm like, well, I can't. This is not fair. Can't handle it anymore. Done. Cut it off. It's over with. And again, this has happened in friendships and relationships. And I go from being super patient and willing to understand to being completely impatient. Be like, oh, nope, you did this one thing and I'm done over it. And I'm not trying to stick up for some of the bad things that have happened to me. Because definitely people make mistakes, but like also people can be pretty bad. So I'm not saying that you need to go back to that relationship or that friendship that really hurt you because you need to give them a second chance. Not saying that whatsoever. What I'm trying to say is that I haven't been patient and understanding with myself enough to where I'm able to do it with others. So I think we all kind of set up our own expectations for ourselves when it comes to how others see us. So I know for me, I want to be like that perfect friend that can always be there for somebody and I want to be the cute friend that like cooks for everybody which like I do love to cook and I love to bake and all that stuff and I set up all these high expectations for myself and I always represent those up front when I first meet someone because I want them to think the best of me but then that goes on a steady decline because I actually like have life goes on and life is crazy and I don't have time to spend time with every single one of my friends every single day um and I'm not patient and growing in love, you know, I want to love everybody and I want to do it very strongly. And because I feel like there's not enough love in this world, but that also is not protecting my heart. So I have to be patient and steady in how I let people into my heart and how I love others as well. Because, you know, that can create some interesting and kind of false relationships. But what I kind of want to explain out of all that was my patience for myself and others has just continue to decline over the years because I continue to get hurt and that's definitely something I know we've all struggled with we've all been hurt by somebody it doesn't even have to be a dating relationship you can be hurt by your best friends you can be hurt by your family you can feel hurt by the Lord because you don't understand what's going on and that's very valid and it's very true but I've just seen myself going from this completely open and loving and patient person this really closed off scared and timid girl because I've been hurt and that's very valid and I'm sure that in some way shape or form you feel that way that you are closed off in some area of your life because you've been hurt there multiple times and you just can't afford to have that hurt again it could be a coworker, it could be your boss you could honestly just have terrible work experiences I've had bad work experiences and you could just be scared to even step into work every day go to school just because of these little scratches on our hearts that we've been given over the years and it makes us like vulnerable and scared to step out again and we lose patience we lose faith in that area of our life and I don't know what that looks like for you but I know for me it's definitely with um dating relationships and friendships um Again, I do talk about this a lot because I think it's super important to be aware of toxic relationships and toxic friendships and things like that because you're, I don't think you're, we're really aware of it until it's too late. 
But once I started to realize that this was something I was kind of struggling with, had to take a step back and be like, well, how is this affecting others? And how am I not trusting the Lord in this area? So for me, at least, it was realizing that I went from one extreme to the other. So (laughs) I went from being super outgoing, super bubbly, like around people all the time to just like staying in the house constantly, focusing more on myself, which is great. But then I started to do it a little too much and I was having like no human interaction. I wasn't letting anybody into my life. I refused like to be open. I just wasn't as genuine as I used to be. And I didn't really have friends. I didn't talk to a lot of people because I was just like, well, I need to protect myself. I need to focus on myself. And of course, that's great. But you got to do that with balance. I didn't talk to the Lord about it at all either. I wasn't like, hey, um, I keep getting hurt in the same way multiple times. So I don't know what to do about that. Can I, you know, have some guidance or like I didn't even pray about it, honestly. Like when I realized this was a con- like a cyclical pattern, like this continued to happen to me over and over and over again. I just would give my all into a friendship or relationship and they'd end up hurting me or leaving me or simply even just talking bad about me or just like ghosting me. I never once prayed about it. I never was like, Lord, I want to understand like why this hurt is beneficial in my life. I was just angry. Lost all patience for the Lord, lost all patience for the people in my life. And I was like, there's no reason for them to do that to me. I was not understanding. I was not gracious. I was just angry. And I was like, you know what? Just not going to let anyone else into my life to have that power. No one else can have that power in my life. And that's how I lost my patience for people because I wasn't allowing people into my life. And also, you know, when you're angry, this was the very first um episode that I talked about anger and kindness but when you're angry you think a certain way and you act in a certain way that's not always true and can cause some repercussions but what it's looked like for me to grow in patience for others is just that my mom has told me this for years and I never really heard it until recently but she's always told me that time is your friend no matter what it is like time is your friend if you're in a dating relationship Time is your friend. And I know, you know, if you're young, even if you're not young, it doesn't matter what age you're in. But if you're just like, I'm tired of being single. I want to be in a relationship. I know for me, at least everybody around me is getting married or is married, like having kids. And it's weird because I'm only 21, but so many people I know are in that stage or they've been in long relationships. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, what's going on? Like, why can't I just have that? And it just makes you want to stick with whatever's going to work. So then, especially if you're in that mind state where you think that you have to get married at by a certain age. I know in the South, it's very different. Um, and there's a lot of pressure in that. But when you get the opportunity to date somebody, you have no patience because you're like, oh, well, this could work. So might as well just like dive right in, which, you know, can be great sometimes, but also like you have to protect your heart. And I know so many people, and for myself sometimes, they end up dating people and they're like, hmm, I don't really know them that well. And same with friendships. Like my current roommate, Meredith, and if you've listened to our previous episode, she's been on here and she's great. She and I were like good friends, like considered 
us like close friends. And then before we even moved in with each other, we took a trip to Charleston one weekend over the summer. And we were leaving. It was super late at night. It's like 10 o'clock and we started driving. And we just started talking about stuff. And I realized there was so much in my life that was important information in my life that she had no idea about me, like had no clue. And we literally said to each other, like, hmm, I don't really know you that well. Like, we are good friends, and we consider each other good friends. And if people, like, talked about us, like, oh, yeah, Caroline and Meredith are good friends. And then we realized in that moment, we don't know that much about each other. And we, we, we like, weren't patient in our friendship. We just, like, which is great, too, because, like, making friends like that is amazing. But we weren't really patient and didn't take the time to, like, get to know each other we just assumed like oh like we're very similar people everyone says that we should be friends so let's be friends you know it was a lot of um outward pressure not to be friends but like we just assumed that we knew each other before we really did which of course our relationship is amazing now and she's one of my best friends but that just I remember that instance because I think that was the first time I was like oh well you're right I haven't taken the time to actually get to know you and you get to know me. Like, we just wanted to be the cool friends, you know? And I think that's definitely a thing in social media age is, like, having a cool relationship, having cool friends. That gets rid of a lot of patience and time. Like, (laughs) I think about my very first relationship that I had. We had been dating for at least a year or so before um, we were allowed to go on vacation with each other or anything like that. And I think about that now, and I'm like, that's so strange because it's like, also that was me being in high school, but it's just so strange of how we change our priorities. Like, I feel like we get into relationships and friendships and we're like, oh, well, let's just start doing everything together. And then you let those people into every aspect of your life. Again, not being patient, not taking the time to get to know them. And then, like, if they leave you, they leave every aspect of your life. Same thing, like, with a job or with school. If you let school or your job kind of take over your life, like, school and work is very important, obviously. However, what I'm trying to get at is more of your, like, religious and your personal self. If you let that take over who you are as a person – if for some reason you have to leave that job or get fired or when school's over, like when you graduate, who are you anymore? You know, I wasn't patient by any means when I got to college to become a college student by any means. Talked about this before. I dove right in, went straight to the party scene, you know, drank all the time, talked to all the boys, did all that stuff. And I never appreciated my education until literally this year and now I'm graduating. I wasn't patient with myself. I wasn't patient with school and took my time to really like sink in and learn how to be a good student and get more connected on campus, which I wish I would have done. I was just so excited to be a college kid that I just started doing, you know, all the quote unquote fun things that college kids do. And now I'm thinking about, I'm not being patient with myself later on. And I'm thinking about after I graduate, like, where am I going to live? Well, what am I going to do? Like, these are the things I'm going to do when I graduate. Like, I'm not reveling in the moment that I'm in right now myself in this season that the Lord has given me. I'm not giving myself, I'm not being patient with the Lord. I'm not being patient with my life. I'm kind of just trying to fast forward and get everything done because I want to do the next big and better thing. You know, I think 
we're all kind of guilty of this, whether it's in your career, your faith, again, relationships, friendships, your family, like, it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm nowhere close to having kids. That's gonna, it's very long ways down the road. And that's just something I've always prayed for. And I hope that one day I'll be able to be a mom. But it's funny because I had this one friend and in her family, her and her sisters are all around the same age. And now they're all married and they're like basically having a competition to see who gets pregnant first and like who has a baby first. And now she's pregnant and she was like, I did not take the time to appreciate our marriage before we got pregnant. You know, I wasn't patient with myself. I was more concerned with like my sisters wanting to have babies and just like got excited and wanting to have babies, which of course it's a blessing to have a child. But she was like, it's no longer just the two of us now. Like now it's about us and our baby. And, you know, that's a very kind of far off comparison. But it's a great example of how if you're not patient with yourself and others, how quickly life can change. I know, again, if if you get to know me, I always compare everything to relationships because I think it's important. And that's where I've had the most, um, like, experience in things because I'm not a big career, career girl because I don't know what I'm doing in my life. But I realized one month into one of my relationships at one point, like we weren't even dating. He wouldn't, he literally would not call me his girlfriend, but he was talking about marriage. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, what is this? This is not normal. (laughs) And I kind of realized like, oh, well, we weren't patient with talking about things like, you know, kids in our lives and what we want in the future, which like, that's great to talk about. But I was like, you don't even consider me your girlfriend and you're talking to me about marriage. So that's kind of backwards, and that's not how that works. I've had a couple moments like that where I, things have been said or have happened, and I kind of just sit there. I'm like, oh, that's not right. Like, how did this happen backwards? You know, even in my faith, I've always been in the church. I've always known the Lord, but I – and there's no one's story or faith that's, like, backwards, but I feel like I – went through the motions first and actually like read my Bible, went to church, had good community before I ever truly knew the Lord, which is kind of crazy to me because now I'm in a season where I feel like this is when I'm the closest and the most in tune with the Lord and I'm trusting him more and I'm praying more and I'm learning more about his word right now, but it's kind of the opposite. You know, I'm in college and I don't go to church every Sunday. Like, of course, I try to watch sermons online, but like, my behavior has changed. It's kind of backwards. And it doesn't make sense. Because even in my faith, I'm not patient with the Lord. And I'm like, you know, I'm ready to get to know you. I'm ready to do things for you. Like, I'm ready to do this. Like, just let me live for you. But I'm not letting him take my hand and be like, well, this is what I've made you for. And this is what I've wanted you to do. Um, I've talked about desires and dreams a lot in this series. And my whole life, I've had a huge desire and a love for music. It's been something that has honestly been in my life and nothing else hasn't. If I talk about it too much, I get emotional because music is really important to me and I love it and it's super comforting. I literally, I know a lot of us, like we probably use music to fall asleep, but for a solid year, um, I genuinely could not fall asleep without music. And I've just always had this personal connection with it I've played instruments I was in choir and I was in theater and it's just always been around me in my life 
So I thought that, you know, maybe that's something that I can do in the church. So, you know, I pursued that and it's still something that is talked about, but, or with just the church that I'm working with. But when I tried to start doing that, it was actually funny because when I had like my first voice session, I also ended up having a random meeting with one of my mentors to where we talked about doing, you know, leadership position with youth, you know, which is very different from worship, obviously. So kind of switching gears and you can't, I can't really do both. You know, I'm a college kid. Life goes on. There's a lot to do. I kind of, I can't do worship and I can't do and do youth ministry at the same time. So I kind of had to pick and I had to step back and pray a lot about it. And it was honestly kind of hard because I was like, worship is something that I love and has low-key been a dream for me my whole life. You know, I write songs in my spare time, like in my notes. My no- I still have notes from like 2016 of random songs that I wrote. I have notebooks from when I was 12 of random songs and stories that I've written. And getting the opportunity to actually talk about worship at a church was great. But then right after that, the Lord talked to my heart and was like, maybe this isn't the area you're supposed to be in. And... I think that was the first time in a while I kind of just sat back and I kind of waited for things to unfold and I waited on the Lord and I was super patient and I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like. And I honestly, I was kind of upset at first because I was like, dang it, I really want to do worship, but I feel like I'm more in tune and more capable to do youth because obviously I talk about, I talk about my high school experience a lot, I talk about relationships a lot which is something that happens, you know, at that age when you're in middle school, high school. And those years in my life were super um, formative and have affected who I am today. So obviously that's something that's important in my life, but I didn't realize that until someone else vocalized it to me. So basically I had to let go of something I had a dream about my whole life and switch gears, be super patient on the Lord for him to give me grace in my heart and be okay with it. And I thought that I was going to be so upset and so jealous of like the other people that get to do worship. And now I don't, but it's literally the opposite. I am so excited to get to start working in the youth program at church. Like I seriously cannot wait. And now I have this like peace over my heart because I'm like, the Lord is placing me in this area for a reason. And now like worship is still like my, my favorite thing. And I love worship. But now getting to watch people that, you know, I've worked with and consider friends getting to worship is so much cooler than doing it for me personally. It's just so cool to watch it. And like, who knows, that can always change my life. But that was something that I genuinely thought was going to be heartbreaking for me. And it wasn't. It was super freeing to just be patient on the Lord, call on the Lord and be like, hey, um, show me what you want for me in this area. And I didn't rush it. I didn't give anybody an answer straight up. You know, I had to give both people in both areas of church an answer. And I told them, I was like, hey, I'm going to pray about it for a little while. Like, I didn't jump the gun. And I wasn't, if I was impatient with the Lord, I would have just done what I thought that I wanted and jumped in and just been like, just stuck with worship and stayed there. But I would have missed out completely on the opportunity that I have now. Like I wouldn't have even known about some of the opportunities I've been given now to work with youth. So it's just kind of crazy to think about 
again, time is your friend. Being patient with the Lord, being patient with yourself. I had to let my emotions kind of subside for a little bit. And that's okay. Like, I feel like I always talk about letting yourself calm down, but it's so true. I get so riled up and angry and like excited, which is always good to be emotional, but it always blocks my judgment. So I had to let myself calm down, you know, think about it for a second, maybe a couple of days and then respond, which if you're like me and you're just emotional in the moment, it's always a good thing to just simmer down for a second. But overall, I just want to close with the fact that um, patience can be very difficult nowadays. And I think we, when we think of patience, we think of waiting in line or we think of dealing with a little kid. I know for me, at least I think of a little kid or I think of my dog, dealing with my dog, just going to the DMV, things like that. <laughs> I just, that's what the first thing I think of when I think of patience. I don't think we really consider ourselves when it comes to being patient or the Lord. Being patient with the Lord is so important and being patient with yourself and others. Some of the best relationships I've had with friends and family are relationships that took a lot of patience and growth and time to truly get to know each other because those are the best relationships when you honestly have taken the time to get to know one another and even use that in your relationship with the Lord and getting to know the Lord. And, you know, every podcast I talk about, I want this to be a place for everybody. If you're not a Christian or you don't know the Lord, you can still struggle with being patient. Everybody struggles with that. If there's an area in your life where you're just like not patient and you're trying to push for things to happen or if there's a person that you're not being patient with that you really are about to cut out of your life when you could be loving them a little bit more, kind of reevaluate that and just see what that looks like. If you hate your job or you can't stand school right now and you don't know why you're doing it or why you're there, be patient with yourself and kind of sit back and reassess like is this something you love? Is this something you want to pursue? Is it just a bad week? You know, sometimes I just have a bad week or a bad month and then I get out of it. And I'm like, oh, I should have just simmered down. It's going to be okay. You know, life's hard. Um, but yeah, just think, take time to think and pray about areas of your life where you're just not being patient and you're trying to rush the Lord. Pray about it. Ask the Lord for just the ability, ability to be patient. I've definitely been praying for that a lot recently. And honestly, write it down what you're struggling with right now and what you think needs more patience in your life, whether it's your career, your family, a friend, yourself, even a goal that you have for yourself that you haven't accomplished yet. And you're just being super impatient and making yourself feel bad. Like write that down, pray about it, spend some time on it, and then keep it in a place, whether on your phone or in a notebook, where you can come back and look at it in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and just see what that looks like for you now like is that something you still struggle with is it something that you're still working on like I do that a lot and it's been super helpful for me but thank you guys again for listening this has been a super exciting experience and I cannot wait for another series to come out I'm not going to spoil anything yet because honestly I don't know what we're doing yet but (laughs) I have a lot of ideas I'm super excited to have some great people on the podcast as well and again thank you guys I love you guys I hope that the Lord tugged on your heart a little bit today, or maybe you learned something about yourself. And as always, I'm Carolyn. Grace.